Hello and welcome to Funny Business, a podcast for free thinkers. I'm Robbie Hicks. And I'm Lockie Bradford. And on today's episode, we have Gail Asbel, who's the co-founder of Upstate Studios and Upstate Sport. And uh, she's a resident of Torquay, so we love her automatically. So it was uh, a really ripping chat. I mean, honestly, yoga for that long. I mean, she's been doing it for like 12, 12 or something years. So I can't imagine doing something that long and being bad at it. So she must be fucking really 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 good and i just really want to get into yoga now i think some of the philosophies in her i think her approach too where it wasn't too you know it, it was just a real real easy way to get involved in something and, and something new for a lot of people so that's why you find a lot of i find a lot of like people in outer circles of friends doing like joining upstate um because it is super accessible and it's a cool it's a cool environment hey, we love our surf coast spotlight episodes and one of these ones here is like we go we go pretty deep into um, how Gail and the team managed to get through the pandemic, how they tr- transitioned their business to look at online and digital events and um, digital streaming and uh, how they go about building communities and launching new stores, building a brand, building a culture, building a feeling that people have and uh, really, 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 really good episode. I uh, hope you enjoy. Gail, thank you so much for jumping on and chatting with us today on the Funny Business Podcast. For those listening at home, who are you and what do you do? Hey boys, great to be here. So yeah, my name is Gail and I am co-founder of Upstate Studios. Uh, We've got Boutique Fitness Studios, my sister and I uh, run together. So we specialise in yoga, Pilates and most recently boxing. Uh, We've got five locations across Melbourne, Geelong and Torquay and one that we're busting to open in Fitzroy. So hopefully soon to be six locations. Um, We recently launched Upstate Sport, which is an athletic apparel brand. And we also have a live production studio where we uh, live stream and record on-demand fitness classes as well. So a bit going on in that gamut. Well, yeah, I remember uh, when we caught up uh, a few months ago and you, you mentioned uh, how long you've been in this sort of space for. Do you mind delving back and, and uh, letting us in on how you sort of got into it and um, what it was like back then compared to what it's like now? Absolutely, yeah. So we, we first opened our first yoga studio 12 years ago. Um, so I'd been working in a brand marketing um, career, I guess, for a number of years um, and was, yeah, was kind of really set in my marketing, always have loved branding and marketing, but always had an ambition to do some sort of business, had heaps of business ideas over years and um, was always in the planning of something. And then we had a lot of tragedy in our family. We lost our brother in a car accident and he was young and his wife was pregnant with their first child and then not long after our dad passed away. So that was like a really, you know, sort of altering point in our life where I was just kind of really questioned what I was doing. And even though I loved the career that I was in, kind of went back to really just thinking about what was most important to me and how I wanted to really, I guess, what my purpose was. And uh, I just started practicing yoga really randomly. I tried it a few times and had not got into it. But after you know, those things happening in my life, yoga became, became a really big focus. Um, I just started practicing every day and just felt a mental shift, like pretty much almost immediately, to be honest. Um, so I decided to do a yoga teacher training and thought I'd still say in my career, in my marketing career, and just yoga would be something I'd teach on the side. And I went over to the US to do my yoga training. And that's when I just saw how yoga was so more mainstream in the States compared to Australia. Like Australia was, you know, this is uh, 16, almost 17 years ago. Um, Yoga was kind of pretty fisherman's pants and um, incense burning. 
And so it wasn't really accessible, yet it had these amazing benefits physically and mentally. And I was just like on a mission to really make it accessible and you know, bring people in, the average person off the street, make it accessible to everyone. So after I did the training, I came back and yeah, just got on this mission that I really wanted to open up a yoga studio, but make it a branding that was about a lifestyle and that it was accessible for males, females, old, young, you know, anyone and kind of try, try and take away that stigma of what yoga yoga was. So I guess that's how it started the first studio. We, were, we grew up down around um, this area. So um, we opened our first studio in Geelong that was um, all yoga classes. And it was probably about three years into the business that we realised it was more than just a little thing on the side that we actually could really build this into a brand and a bigger business. So, um, yeah, we kind of grew from that one studio in Geelong, moved into a bigger location in Geelong, and then we opened Torquay, and then we just, just kept going. I mean, I'm just someone who's really open-minded, loves learning, and I love to do different things. So I started doing Pilates. I'm like, hell, we've got to have this. So next thing we added reform of Pilates, and then we opened our studio in Melbourne, and, um, you know, we've just, I guess, progressively evolved the business as we've evolved. You, you mentioned you started this with your sister, how, yep. how is that? How is that going? We, we we chat to a lot of different people, whether it's working with family or working with friends. And um, Locke and I haven't killed each other yet. Not um, yet. Not but yet. We've but thought about it a lot. There's <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been a few like car door slams when he's getting out of the car, like fuck oh, off. Please. You know, I just leave the rubbish in the car. Totally, totally. <laughs> oh, no, look, it's awesome. We love it. It's awesome. I just, you know, it's been a wild ride, but I just can't imagine doing it with anyone else. Um, we're, you know, we're obviously we're a really close family pre things happening in our family and that's just brought us closer together and I think you know we're very mission driven with the business like for us when we first started practicing yoga we got such a benefit physically mentally from the practice that our mission has always been to really just share the benefits of this practice with as many people as we can so everything we do we're like I guess our values are really shared and everything we do in the business always all our decisions come back to our mission which is all about creating a positive state of mind through movement. And so whether it's hiring people, opening new studios, we always come back to what's our mission? Does this meet the goal? And if it does, you know, it's a hell yes and, and off we go. Um, we're both really, you know, kind of very action orientated as well. We don't sit still for long. Um, you know, I think we think it's a privilege that um, we get to be here on this, on this journey and not everyone does, you know. So um, we kind of both just go for it. We don't overthink too much. Um, yeah, we're sisters. We keep it pretty real. You know, you can say to your sister what you think and, you know, duck off, you know, water off a duck's back. We don't, uh, we don't get, uh, don't take ourselves too seriously, I guess. You know, we take the mickey out of each other big time. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure because like the way you operate and getting new people in all the time, like how do you balance out the programs and stuff like with, with new beginners sort of thing and then people who've been doing it for a while who love the vibe, who sort of want to keep pushing and, I'm sure like there's things that you have to think about with the program, especially when you're making it so accessible for everyone. So you, yeah. you really want them to make them feel welcome, but the ones who are, who are pretty further, good at further it, along further the along the journey can still Absolutely. get a lot out of it, you know? For sure. And um, look, I think, you know, we work a lot on the class sequencing and I think it's probably one thing we do in our business that on the outside, a lot of people wouldn't believe the hours we put into all the programming of the classes down to like, let's do 10 seconds less of this or 10 seconds more of this or the beat needs to drop it. You know, there's so many elements of the classes and a big factor for us has always been making the classes accessible. And you're exactly right. We've had some people that have been coming to our business for 12 years, you know, so they're smashing out classes. They're super fit. 
So, you know, I always say, look, it's really easy to make a class hard for everyone. Like it's really easy to just go 100 burpees. You know, it's hard, hard for everyone. It's actually really hard to make a class accessible for different fitness levels. And that's where I feel like our sort of magic is that we can make a class accessible for different levels. So there's every single class, we're always giving options for people, whatever level of fitness they are. And it's awesome because the feedback we get consistently is that, you know, I was like, felt a bit intimidated coming to Upstate and, you know, I haven't done any fitness for ages and I came in, I felt really welcome, really supported and I couldn't believe all the options that the person beside me was smashing something out and I had an option that I felt empowered to take, which is so... You're real specific about the people you hire too. You know what I mean? Like the thought into people coming in and, and leading these yeah. classes. Like I remember last time our chat, you you said like that was a really important focus for you. 100%. Yeah. Look, I mean, we're a people business and it's a performance business. Like we think of it as like curtains up, curtains down. This is a live performance. We've got 350 live shows a week. Um, you know, and so that person who's running that class from the moment someone walks in the door to how they welcome them, how they speak to them, um like our people are everything and we invest really heavily in training our team um most of our team i'd say like the majority of our team have all come from our members so they've been coming to upstate as a member participant in the classes and over time there's you know sometimes we approach people sometimes they approach us um but you can sort of see it in some people that they've got you know they're so committed and passionate about it um that then they go on to do their training and then we take them through you know, our training process. And I think when we first opened our first year in Melbourne, a lot of the um, teachers we recruited there were like really surprised at our onboarding process because um, we're like, okay, the first day we're doing all branding and culture. And they're like, oh, branding and culture. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's surprising in the fitness industry that it's just, um, it is more about just the class. Whereas for us, it's never, you know, it's really not about the class. It's not about the exercise. It's about the experience from the moment you walk in the door. It's a lifestyle. Um, and class is just one element of that. You mentioned just before when you launched your first, your, the first studio that you realized after a short period of time that you could build a brand, having that background in branding and marketing, what were the things that you saw that said, well, we've got something here. What, what's, how do we take it to the next level? What were the, did it help having the back? Obviously it did, but yeah. what were the, the skills that you already had that allowed you to do that? Yeah. I think, do you know what? And even living in Torquay was probably an influence because I was looking at yoga studios were just talking about yoga and the practice of yoga and the postures and that was kind of their brand. And I'm like, you know, but it's not even about that. It's like Rip Curl is about the surf culture. It's a lifestyle and Upstate is about a lifestyle. We happen to do yoga classes, but that's not what we stand for. So that's kind of where I came from early on. I remember working with different graphic designers and they kept trying to pitch and sell on yoga. We're like, no, we're not yoga. No, mate, we're not. We're uh, a lifestyle. We're all about positive vibes and the community. Um, So I think that having that brand experience, but then just, you know, businesses that I looked up to, I guess, and other brands that I looked up to and like living in Torquay, Rip Curl was one of those brands. I'm like, that's what we want to be about. You know, for them, it's the search for us, you know, it's a positive vibe. So kind of grounded in like the experience as opposed to, you know, the service. Yeah. Think bigger. I think that's a lot of things. Like when now you branch out into Pilates, you got sport. It's like, hang on. I don't want to just be pigeonholed into this one thing. It's a feeling you get when you come here and the more touch points we have, the more different offerings that we have, the more people can come along and and feel the same thing. And it doesn't have to be in the same class. Exactly. It's just the feeling you get. Cause I see a lot of, 
Like you, you dabble in the influencer space and you see all these people on Instagram and that, and that they're, they're loving it. You know what I mean? And I think having that social proof and, and cool people come and I feel like you're doing things differently. And that's why, you know, that's why we're drawn to what you're doing because I feel like it is brands are built and talk. You've said it for how long? It was funny. We watched this video a couple of days ago where I sent it to Locke. It was like, I think it was from the Australian Surfing Museum and it yeah. was like an ABC doco from the 70s and it was, um, it yeah, went, it went really for like good. nine minutes and it showed like different people inside the Rip Curl factory making wetsuits and shit. And you're like, why people moved to talk Everyone there? had like the long hair, full hippies. Yeah. And I was like, no wonder they built a brand and it was a movement and people were attracted Absolutely. to a lifestyle like this. So it's cool that you've approached um, what you're doing with Upstate in the same sort of fashion. Yeah, for sure. And I think for us, like just having that mission that it is about a creating, creating a positive state of mind regardless of whether that is yoga, Pilates, boxing, apparel, events, you know, we've done retreats, you know, all these different services. Like I guess, um, you know, my advice when I speak to other people who are building businesses is like don't be product obsessed, like be mission obsessed. And, you know, once you know why, you'll deliver the how or the product or the service, but really focus on the why, what is your purpose and stay driven by that and, you know, just you just there's so many more opportunities you guys have like you look across and you go like it's, it's gone from sort of strength to strength over the 12 years what about some of the challenges i can imagine that last year and covid and restrictions about in and out like i like i can imagine we've got a few different friends who are in um a similar sort of space they run fitness centers and stuff and it's like it would have been a hard bit of a hard slog 100%. Yeah, look, I mean, COVID for the fitness industry has been so challenging. You know, our um, Balafar studio has been closed for, I think, 300 days in the last 18 months, you know, um, because fitness has been one of the last to exit the lockdowns. And then a lot of the capacity when we have been open has been at limited 10 people and we normally have 50 people in class. So um, in the last 18 months, actually, I think we've had three months we've been running at full capacity. So, you know, it's, been the most challenging time we've ever had in our business um, and especially when it first hit I mean I think because you know we're open seven days a week from six in the morning till nine o'clock at night uh, public holidays are our busiest days so we just don't close you know so really being opened you know every day of the week for 13 years and then overnight bang all your studios were closed super overwhelming um, and I think, you know, for me and Cheryl, we just felt this great sense of responsibility for our team and our community. We'd worked so hard to build this community and a lot of our team members had come from our member base, you know. So we've got a team of 80 instructors and um, just that sense of responsibility for all of these people was, like, weighing very heavily. Um, but I think that is, again, to come back to that sort of having that mission uh, Sherelle and I just one of those first few days just spoke about you know who, what are we going to be in this time for people and we were like we really want to over deliver you know people are chase, finding this time so challenging that we can be there for them so you know sort of straight away we really went into live streaming all of our classes um, and just kind of had that mindset to over deliver to our community and you know and it was just turned out, I guess, through COVID too, to be a really transforming time for our business because we hadn't thought about going into the digital space and delivering online classes. You know, to be completely honest, we probably just thought we couldn't achieve our mission through online because we are so much about that personal connection and the personal experience that we didn't think we could deliver it digitally. Um, you know, and through COVID, yeah, we had like a 1,000 people a day attending our live classes. Um, we actually 
like we're awarded by ClassPass, which is this um, global platform. They have 30,000 boutique studios. Um, we were number one in Australia for live streaming and top 10 globally. And when I saw the list of the global brands, it was like Barry's Bootcamp, Rumble Boxing um, from the States, and then like Saints and Stars in Amsterdam. And we were the only Australian studio. So, you know, it was like, I guess, a really challenging time. But I, for us, like holding firm to who we want to be and why we are here helped us achieve growth in a different way. Not enough to pay the bills of everything else going on for seven, you know, seven commercial leases. But, you know, moving forward, that is a whole new opportunity for us is what do we do in our digital space going forward? And we're connecting with people that we just would never have the chance to connect with. I was going to say, like, like the the message and the like, you must see a lot of new faces from these areas that you're like, oh fuck, I didn't even really know that people would be drawn to this. So you're starting to see, like, all right, we really need to stick to what we're doing. But if we can transform this and have these live things that people from all over the world can can connect yeah. and join and and have that feeling that you're trying to create, I feel like that's fucking pretty awesome. Like to to think about getting creative in that space where you know you've been rewarded, like it's uh, you're seeing the list and going shit, like. We're really we're flying. Like if yeah. we, that's crazy. We're never oh, really bragging for sure. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I think it just makes you realise. You know, I guess like you go back to why you started the business and where we came from, and it was all about having an impact on so many people in one class. You know, and now it's like we can actually have a bigger impact. And you know, we're still getting people every day. You know, joining our classes from you know, particularly from the US. Um, a lot of Singapore and then just regional areas in Australia, you know, and we get these emails coming through that are like, oh, there's just no classes like this where I live in regional Victoria or regional New South Wales, you know, absolutely loving it. And I feel part of the community. And, you know, I grew up um, with country girls who grew up on a dairy farm and know what it's like to feel like pretty isolated in, in some of those communities. And so to feel like we can have an impact on people globally, like just different mindset than we had pre-COVID. What about learning the skill sets or going, all right, shit, we've got to get online now. We've got to run these these live classes. How did you how did you go approach that? Did you go and were you watching heaps of YouTube? Were you reading other things up? Like how did you go from we don't do online stuff to yeah. now we're on this top 10 in the world of people tuning in? Yeah, but uh, it was a pretty quick learning curve. Um, yeah, look, we, we were fortunate that um, like we were keeping our eye on what was happening in the US um, before we got shut down here in Australia. So we saw a lot of studios over there going live streaming their classes so kind of the weekend before um everything shut down in australia we were jumping onto conversations with studios in the states we head over there you know really regularly <laughs> obviously not right now but um pre-covid um so we connected with a few studios over there and we're like how the hell are you doing this and um yeah look, we're always having to just ask questions like you know um and people are generally pretty generous with their information. So we kind of connected with a lot of people, find out how they were doing things. Yeah, YouTube, fan of YouTube. I'm always working stuff out on YouTube. Um, and just, yeah, just worked it out. First few classes were a bit shaky. I think one of our first classes here in the Tokyo studio now, we were doing a yin class, which is very, you know, restorative and meditative. And one of the team was upstairs making sure it was all working well. And I was in my car at the front here watching it. And I didn't realise they could hear me talking in the yin class. And so someone ran down like, Gail, we can hear you. You're not very yin like. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm interested, like, you're a very ambitious person. Like, how, how are you finding the time to, like, 
look keep up with the trends and like you mentioned like there's so much going on you've got a you know 80 odd uh instructors or whatever i'm sure there's more in your team like how do you keep on top of what's going on while still running the business yeah good question um look as i said we you know i've always i think i've always just had that interest in brands um and so you know i really do enjoy you know listening to podcasts um, and looking at other brands, what they're doing. You know, I always say success leaves clues and trying to look at businesses outside of the fitness industry has kind of been something I've really focused on. So looking at other community building, brands are building really big communities. Um, and I always feel super inspired by that. Um, but, yeah, pre-COVID, Sherelle and I would go over to the States um, usually once a year. We snuck three trips in, I think, in 2019, just before we must have known something was going down. And, you know, we'd just literally, like, go to 20 different studios in seven days and then after class we'd be going to Glossier or, um, you know, going to all these other brands and just, like, looking at what they were doing, experiencing it for ourselves. And we'd just come back, like, fully motivated and and really inspired. Um, So I guess that's probably been, like, one of my biggest ways to get inspired. Um, Just, you know, I think I'm always interested in people's stories, like, just... You know, it's amazing what resilience people have and learning from other people. Um, yeah, they're probably the biggest things, I would say. Resilience is a good one, I think, because yeah. I feel like you get knocked down from pillar to post when you're, when you're running your own shop and especially early doors. I'm, I'm sure you would have had lots of struggles. And was that one of the things you learned early? Like, no, we're, we're fucking doing it. It doesn't matter. And it's just it's up the next day and crack on kind of thing. Yeah, totally. I probably don't appreciate how, you know, resilient we have been whether that was you know growing up <laughs> growing up in dairy farm hard-working families and stuff like we're not scared of hard work um we always say we'll do whatever it takes you know um when we go into new markets whether it's Fitzroy or whatever you know no job's too big or too small for us we'll hand out flyers we'll go and speak to all the local businesses we'll get in there we'll do we'll, we will do whatever it takes to build that community um we love we love people, you know, we're both really socially driven and we love being in the studio life, um, getting amongst it. So I think that um, just that determination, I guess, to, you know, get up every day and just give it your best shot. And I think we're also driven by, like, Sherelle and I often say to each other, you know, what else can we do? What can we do better? Even if we've done a great job of something on the studio, a fit out or whatever it might be, it was like, oh, how can we do that better next time? Like, just that self-improvement is something that seems to be part of my personality, just always looking for, you know, what's another way we could have done that or how can we tweak that or how can we be better tomorrow than we are today? You know, just it's like an obsession. That. It feels like I an obsession. Quite obsessed, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good. In a good way. You no, know, it's good. Like, I think you have to be that because I think it's a certain type of personality to always feel like the next thing, the next thing. And yeah. I suppose when you have the little wins too, you, where's the next one coming? You know what yeah. I mean? Like what's the next big pop moment for the, for, I, I understand it. It's good. I, I, I want to get, you You mentioned just before you, um, like you're not scared to do the hard work, hand out flyers, do whatever, but let's talk about launching a new location. What yeah. goes into a process like that and building the community and making sure that the brand still fits the essence of what you guys are trying to create? Yeah. I guess um, for us, like when we launch a new location like Fitzroy, obviously hasn't is yet to get opened. But um, you know, we definitely spend a bit of time just working out like the right spaces for us. And Fitzroy, for example, like we love diversity in our business of our teachers, but also our client base. Um, so Fitzroy was like 
we just saw that as an opportunity, you know, a suburb for us that was really like-minded to our values. Um, and, yeah, then when we open, we definitely network a lot with all the local businesses. So we do a lot of collaborations, whether it's cafes, um, just retail stores, getting there, introduce ourselves, um, do collaborations, whether it's on social media or we might do some deals for their staff. So we pretty much hit up lots of local businesses in the area, get to know them, invite them in, get to them to experience the facilities. Um, and then our team as well. We really, um, you know, our team are usually from that area. Um, get them to really, you know, bring in their friends, bring in their family. Um, and, like, we always have an open weekend so once a year at all our locations we have an open weekend where we just make classes free all weekend and really encourage people to bring their family and friends um, I think fitness is just one of those things that you can do as much marketing as you like but often it is word of mouth to get someone in the door um, because a lot of people can be really intimidated to go to a fitness studio so you know it's often a friend who's gone now nah, I've gone there it was awesome you know um, so you feel comfortable, don't you? And yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't know what they're doing when they go places, and they're just like, oh. I don't want everyone's looking at me, but in reality, they're not. And it's yeah, just absolutely. like, and then when you feel like your friends are there and everyone else is doing the same thing, it must. You be... always think everyone's looking at you, though. Oh, you yeah. know? I'm in the mirror looking at you. I've been looking at you, love. Come on. When I accidentally <laughs> slip into a gym, huh? yeah, no, you, <laughs> that, that, there is. I think there's a bit of an honesty. I'm worried thing. I could be a bit of an a beast if I if I went to. Well, I don't think know? we're um the best people to be talking to about this stuff because we're both. <laughs> Very, very scared of walking into gym facilities. We're not yeah. the biggest fitness person. Oh, he, so. he got some bands for Christmas. Oh, for your birthday, didn't you? Yeah. Some stretch bands. You know, I'll be stretching. <laughs> the packet. Love it. Yeah, the little, part, the little baby packet. Oh. <laughs> what about? Like, that's the most common thing we get is people are nervous to come into the studio. Like, that's our most common thing when we pick people call or email, they're nervous. And we totally understand that. And like, we feel it's upon us, like if someone could come in who's been building it up, building up coming in for months for all we know, and they could have the best experience and they come back tomorrow, or they could have the worst experience and they're not coming back. So we really talk to our team about like every single person that comes in, well, just welcoming positive. It doesn't, doesn't matter. And you know, mate, if you saw me, I've been doing yoga for years, you know, I'm, I'm not great. You know, so we keep it pretty real ourselves. You know, it's all about just coming in, doing the best you can for your body in that day. If you take breaks, you do what you need to do. It's not about having the perfect, perfect practice. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's one of the things we do work really hard on is word math. And uh, all our members, we, we have a, like a system in place where we invite people to bring in their friends and family for a free trial class. Um, and that works really well. I want to talk about, you mentioned the first, when was the first store open? 12 years ago. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. What's changed over time about um, like social presence? Obviously you have to go from different platforms, learning to keep like, it's everything changes. Were you on, were you on MySpace? No, I wasn't on MySpace, but mate, on like Facebook, I can remember having conversations, Cheryl and I going, do you think we need to be on Facebook? Was there really any <laughs> businesses on it? Like, it's just for your friends. <laughs> um, you know, it just, well, there was, Instagram wasn't around, you know, so, and Facebook at that stage really was, a you know, for personal use. Um, I remember going on there, there was hardly any businesses on there. So, yeah, look, I mean, it's changed dramatically. Obviously, socials just wasn't even a big part of our strategy when we first opened. Um, we did more in, like, the space of PR um, and, like, community events and sponsoring community events and sporting clubs and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, for us, like obviously massive part, you know, mainly, um, Instagram is probably our, the platform we really focus the most on. 
Um, and again, it's just for us, really, it's a way for us, for people to, you know, promote that word of mouth through without not coming from us. So it's more about, you know, the people sharing their experiences. That's, you know, that's awesome for our business. You like that? I'll do. I'll, I'll like <laughs> Tell us about uh, Upstate Sport. We're looking on your website and it's a, yeah. it's a banging website and there's some good stuff on there. What, how, how did the idea for Upstate Sport happen and what is it? Yeah. So, yeah, so it's um, Athletic Apparel brand, which we only just launched, I think, three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. Uh, look, I kind of we've thought about a while for like heaps of different ways we could take our brand and like apparel, fitness, active wear was kind of an obvious fit for us, but it was just not something we really pursued until last year, I guess, being in COVID, we did, were reflecting, okay, all of our business is really in bricks and mortar and they're all shut down. <laughs> um, so like, how can we actually diversify our business? So the online class was one way. And we thought, you know, it'd be nice just to have a bit of a play in this space and see if it, um, see how we go. So, yeah, we, our first collection we just, um, just have just released. And, look, we're just testing it out more than anything. Like, you know, over the years we've kind of tried many different things. We've had juice bars and all sorts of things. This is another little test, see how it goes. Um, the support from our, you know, members has been awesome. Um, I think people, you know, people enjoy repping their um, brands that they're proud to be a part of. So you guys have got your own merch going on. Um, you know, and I we never take it off. I, I sleep no, in it's on, mate. I'm wearing it. <laughs> um, yeah, so look, it's been, um, you know, it's been a really good process and, uh, you know, good to just learn a whole other industry. Um, you know, I worked a lot on that Shopify site, so that was a whole new skill set to learn and, you um, we're, just, we're not 100% sure where we're going to take it. We've got the second collection underway at the moment that will come out in November and um, kind of just see where we go with it. Well, I'll talk, I want to talk about like you being able to experiment with these different, like you had the juice bar and stuff like that, like building a community and for them to accept all these new things and, and be excited about all, like it's a cool thing. I think like that's yeah. the part of the community. Like if you build enough trust, you can start and you openly call it like we're going to try things and see what happens. I feel like yeah. the authenticity really rubs off and I feel like having the freedom and flexibility to get creative and, and do stuff like that's very cool with the yeah. community. No, I think people, you know, people do gravitate towards where there is energy and where there is people prepared to have a go and try things and you know I think just being honest about like not everything will fly and not everything will win and um we'll pull some things back in um but for us it's like as long as it makes sense for our brand and our mission and what we're trying to achieve and the apparel was just a really interesting one for us because we actually had another thing we had was that we actually had a retail store at one stage with athletic apparel a few years ago and you know we there's a lot of conversation in the studios about active wear and you know, some, um, some brands are like a lot more expensive than others. Um, and so for us, we've always been an accessible price point to do classes at the studio. And so we did just see this opportunity of having a brand in the apparel active wear space that was accessible in price point, but had more of a street style vibe. And, you know, I guess with all the upstate branding, we've always wanted to be not overtly feminine you know we've always more aspired to kind of the Nike sort of look of athletic um so we just saw this space it was like an opportunity for a you know a brand that could be more at a more accessible price point with a bit of a street style look about it um so that's kind of where the idea came from of what we could create 
And yeah, look, definitely there's been, um, you know, our members have really supported it so far, which is awesome. I like that. Hey, I want to talk about personal, personal learning. Like, I guess one of the questions we ask most of our guests is like, what other brands, you mentioned Nike, but what other brands we've talked about Rip Curl, but are there people, are there brands that have inspired you? Uh, um, are there things that you look up to? Do you have mentors? Do you read podcast, listen to podcasts, watch YouTube? Like what's your process of learning and development? Yeah. Um, look, you know, there's probably just a range. When it comes to brands, it's probably a range of brands. It's not, you know, not anyone in particular, um, but definitely do look at, you know, Glossier has been one that's, you know, I've really sort of followed along um, and um, even Bumble in the US. So I guess sort of those brands that have been about creating a community um, and in terms of mentors, we've never had, like so many people ask us, who's your mentor? I'm like, oh, nah, don't have one. <laughs> um, we've never really had one, but we chat to heaps of people, you know, and if it's like, so Upstate Sport, you know, is a good example um, of like, okay, we're thinking about doing this. Who can we chat to? Who's in our network that we can have a chat to about this? Obviously in Geelong, you've got Cotton On, heaps of Cotton On um, staff and members at Upstate. So chat to a few of them. Who's the best person to speak to about this? Same gander in Torquay. Um, the owners there and members of Upstate, you know, so just chatting to people um, and, you know, yeah, just outright asking the questions that need to be asked. And I've always found, like, people come to us all the time and ask us as well. I'm always generous with our time. And I find that when you do ask people, they're more than happy to chat to you, you know. So I think we've really just gone out and asked people when we're looking to go in a certain area and had just honest chats about it and then giving it a go. Think about being clear with what you're asking in your head too, like a problem to be solved. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm, we're about to do this. Yeah. Can I get a bit of insight into how you've done that previously? Is that sort of where it's at? Like Absolutely. you do a lot of the thinking beforehand rather than. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's nothing worse than someone wanting to catch up and just be like, Hey, just want to, you know, <laughs> have a chat about, you know, you. You got any ideas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you do it for me too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Just do that. Thanks. Yeah. That'd be yeah. great. Whereas if someone's really specific and they're like, hey, I'm about to, you know, I'm looking at a lease and, you know, you've obviously taken, got several commercial properties, you probably know a bit about it, you know, looking at this lease, can you take a look at it for me and, you know, identify any things that I might need to be aware of 100%, pass it over or let me have a look at it, you know, so being specific for sure. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, our sponsor of the show is Heaps Normal Non-Alcoholic Beer. The question we ask all our guests is, what's your version of Heaps Normal? What's the thing that you turn to when you need a bit more energy back in your life? Oh, well, it's pretty easy for me. I mean, move, movement is my thing. Um, you know, whenever I'm having a, one of those days or just a bit of a moment that I need to, you know, shift my mindset, then definitely movement, like I'll get myself into a class or just, you know, living in Torquay, head down the beach, um, get for, you know, get out and go for a walk. So, you know, I definitely feel like for me movement, you know, has such potential to shift how you think and feel. And that's 100% what I would go for um, every time. That just sort of gives me energy. And, you know, I think that's one thing I've learned in business is like know what gives you energy and what lights you up. And if you're in a bit of funk, like just get yourself out there and do what it is for you. You know, most people have something that kind of lifts their spirits a bit. Um, so, yeah, movement's 
yeah, been the thing that I look for. I have to do it every day. I'm, you know, kids, kids soon tell me, mum, get out of here, go do a class. <laughs> when, you, when you're in the wellness space, do you, do you get over doing all the like eating healthy and, and, and living that way? Like, cause I, I just, for me, it'd be oh, like, I want to laugh no, at eating ca- healthy, but uh, no, no, look, I'm, no. I mean, yes, I guess you could, but eating, I, I eat whatever I want to kind of eat. I don't, um, you know, I don't restrict my food. I'm a fan of, you know, some chocolates and bits and pieces. Um, look, I think, you know, it all comes down to, like, the stories you sort of tell yourself about that, isn't it? Like, no one's saying because I've got a fitness studio that, you know, I need to meditate or, you know, I think there can be, I guess, people can have an expectation that because you're a yoga teacher that you eat this or that or you meditate or whatever it might be. And I just kind of don't buy into that. Like, I just think, you know, people are like more curious and more interesting, more diverse than we give them credit for. And just because you're a yoga teacher doesn't mean you're, you know, a vegan or anything else. So no, I don't feel that pressure. Um, I just, um, you know, want to try and just live the best life I possibly can. And that's, you know, for me, it's like having a wine, and yeah. well switching yeah. off would be like a class though so i mean like going yeah. back into work kind of thing and then being like i can't escape like you're yeah yeah like maybe chilling out is going into the work you know what i mean so yeah. it might be hard to always be around that constantly is it do you find you need to remove yourself with other things that feel like that or is it no, doesn't I, matter? Not so much no, no i think um you know like obviously like you know in class you can be yeah i find once i get in there i'm just i I let go of like kind of it being my business a bit, which might sound a bit weird, but um, no, I just um, find it an awesome release. Um, and I think that like we always, a big part of our culture is attending classes for all of our staff and teachers. So we always, so when someone's in, like other teachers are in a class, like they're a customer in that moment, like they're in there having their class and you want them to get the best experience they can in that class so when I'm in a class you know I'm in there like a not any other member yeah Yeah. we've got a lot of people who listen uh who are in the tech space so they've been over the last 18 months they've been lucky enough to have jobs a lot of them been working from home like like us and I've spent the last 18 months got a Cosimoto back sitting at my my desk all the time and I think it's it's an interesting thing about like I know for myself that my exercise levels has gone down because how high of, was it to begin with though? It wasn't very high to begin with. But I, 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 you're fucking, fuck you. It's, um, but what I want to know is like for people who are might be working from home or they want to get into some of this stuff, how do they find your stuff? How do they get more involved and where, where should they begin? Yeah, totally. Come and check us out at Upstate Studios on Instagram or our website. Um, you know, live classes are just so good, live and on demand, um, because you can just take them at any time. Um, and, you know, as I said, all our classes are fully accessible for any sort of fitness level. So check us out. We um, have weekly memberships people can sign up to. Um, and, yeah, just give it a go. I like it. Well, thank you so much, Gail. That was a rip and chat and we learn a lot and can't wait to catch up uh, yeah. in person. You're literally around the corner, so we can probably That's make it. that happen soon. Yeah. Got to get you into a boxing class, boys. <laughs> oh, mate, as long as there's no cameras there, I'd hate to look at my uh, sloppy rig uh, pounding. Nah, uh, if you lock in there and I can come and be behind a screen filming <laughs> and just making sure I can capture the evidence of it. Just happening. make sure you get a real tough bag. I feel like I might put a hole through it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Next level. There hey, what, what's, we're halfway through September. What's on between now and Christmas? What, what, what are you looking forward to? What's exciting oh, coming up? 
Well, mate, just like I'd just love to get these studios open. You know, we've been closed a long time and to just get our team back into the studios and our communities back into these spaces and see each other in person and share those good vibes, that's that's on the, you know, Christmas wish list, hey, just get open. Happy days. Well, thank you so much for letting us pick your brain and, and having a chat today. Looking forward to yeah, coming in for a boxing yeah, class. Yeah, I'll pick you boys up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob, I can see you doing a lot of downward dog in, uh, in summer. I'm worried that I, I think maybe I should be an upstate instructor. You reckon? I can see you with the lapel mic giving the old high fives and just in the, I reckon in the Leo Sayer sort of kit, I reckon the tight 80s fluoro shorts, like the old school, something your dad would wear really. Just raid your dad's kit, I reckon, to be honest. He's probably still got a few of those things hiding somewhere in the cupboard. He'd have the real tight shorts, the real tight fluoro shorts, and I reckon he'd have the real tight or the baggy actually 80s sort of singlet, you know, show a bit of guns. But I reckon you could, maybe we'll ask Gail, can Robbie get a part-time job as an instructor? Mate, what would you do, Zumba or something? I was just happy to run through a yoga course if you need me to run through yoga. <laughs> oh, what moves can I you I can't do? even touch my toes. It's definitely not a good guess. But, hey, Gail was unreal, upstate, unreal. If you want to go check out their stuff, go find them on Instagram, search them on the Google, on the interweb, and uh, go give them some love. They're top 10 in the world on their streaming of their yoga courses on, the, on that platform, unreal. So, hey, if you're new to the pod, we drop guest episodes Monday, Thursday, snacks pods. Wow, they come at you hot. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and we'll be back again at you tomorrow to give you a bit of a grand final preview.